Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, good morning. It is Wednesday, the 10th of January. Summer Brekkie here on SEN, and we are here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Brighton's Lawyers. Good morning to everyone listening on the SEN 1170 here in Sydney as we fill in the chairs for Bossy and Brandy. And for the rest of the week, we welcome those of you listening on SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane. And of course, good morning to everyone else across the SEN network and on the app. Pick up the phone and speak with us on the Suncorp open line 1300 01 1170 and get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. That number again to call us 1300 01 1170. Today's guests, before I get to that, it's Trent Copeland speaking with you now, and it is Michael Carianis. Good oh, morning. Good morning, Copes. Oh, round of applause. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, it's a warm welcome. House favourite. Yeah, I don't know about that. We'll see <laughs> what the text line says later. But, um, yeah, good to be here. Plenty of news around, so which is always good. There is. Well, speaking of the text line, Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736. You are... You ha- you have to be one of the favourites because the first text that flew in as we sat in the chair, woohoo, mix back. Glenn from the Rocks. Yeah, that ratio, that ratio will change throughout, <laughs> throughout the go. morning. Don't worry about yeah, that. We start getting into opinion and then <laughs> people will tell us what they really think. Uh, today's guest, Sydney Kings owner Paul Smith, will come in and chat to us. They've got a big double header coming up uh, with the Kings and the Flames. SEN tennis expert Brett Phillips. Racing Queensland's Chris Nelson and Mitch Abaya from Sportsbet. There's a lot of news around the place at the moment. Uh, if you can't listen live, by the way, catch up on the podcast. Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy is what you need to search on all of your favourite podcast platforms. Let's start with the cricket. We've been talking in speculative terms for what feels like two years yeah. on who's going to replace David Warner at the top of the order, Mick. We got a bit of word yesterday that it looks like it's going to be Renshaw in squad to cover all positions but not play. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be Cameron Green that replaces David Warner, but he's going to be batting at number four. And it's Steve Smith at the top of the order. Talk to us. Well, when we had um, the opener lottery over the last couple of months, you know, it started what with Marnus going up, then Travis Head. Then Mitchell Marsh, and and the player that wasn't spoken about in that current batting order was Steve Smith. And then towards the back end of of the Sydney test, it emerged that, yeah, Steve Smith has an interest of opening. That changed the whole dynamic of um, how how that batting uh, lineup would look because I don't think, like, I'm glad they're not opening with Cam Green. I I don't think that would have been the best option. And if, 
Steve Smith puts his hand up to say, I want to do this. Well, who are we to doubt that he can do it, um, yeah. given what he's able to achieve? I, it is rare for a player at the back end of his career to go up the order. Um, so I find that strange. But you know him better than most, Copes. Is it a, a way for him to test himself, rejuvenate himself, give him that, that fight, I, I guess that challenge to, to extend his career potentially? Yeah, look, I think that's the first thing that comes to mind, knowing Steve Smith, the person, is he's always been, even back to the days where he was a kid, debuting for New South Wales, there's a ripper photo, actually, of he and Usman Kawaja uh, in the back page of the Daily Telly uh, in 2008. Mm. Uh, ben Horn and Robert Craddock doing a story there on when they last opened the batting together, uh, and it was in junior cricket. But he has always searched for something that he can improve. And it go, that goes as far as when he was a captain, I'm looking every over at what field change can I make to get ahead of the game. Uh, in this case, I don't think he needs it. Yeah, I don't think he's searching for something to reinvigorate. And I certainly, my opinion, don't think he needs to. But do I expect him to dominate at the top of the order? Yes, I do. Mm. And I think anyone in that caliber of player, Bancroft, Marcus Harris included, against the West Indies, will have done well. But the test comes when we play New Zealand away in a month's time. And then next summer, India at home. And then the Ashes the following season. So that's where the, I guess the question lies on, is this a long-term solution? I think the answer on getting Cameron Green, the biggest fact of all of this, Cameron Green back into the Australian test team is the answer that I think is the right one. Mm. Uh, let's take a listen, though, to Marnus speaking about uh, Steve Smith yesterday. I've got no doubt that he'll do a good job. He's excited for a new challenge. Um, if that motivates him and, and that gets um, the cricket world Stephen Smith for another two years or three years, I think that's a massive win. That's not a kick at all on Shield cricket. Cameron Green's also averaging 50-plus in Shield cricket. There's not many guys doing that. So I don't think that's a, you know, that's a, that's a tough comparison to make. He's got a sound technique, got a great defence, um, and I think that's the versatility that you need at, at number four. Interesting. Are you surprised by any of that? Not really. Not really. But I think Cam Bancroft cards have been marked. Yeah, maybe it has. I've seen a lot of talk in the last few days saying that it's going to be a slap in the face to the Sheffield Shield. How can we do this to Cameron Bancroft? He's been made a scapegoat. Look, think of that what you will. Mm. Cameron Green averages 50 plus in the Sheffield Shield. So whilst he hasn't done it opening. Yeah. He's batted at four, he's batted at three, four WA for some time now, and he's been a class above. And that's why he played for Australia in the first place. So don't say to me that Cameron Bancroft is being disrespected by not being picked. That I, just doesn't fly. I'm a lot more comfortable now that Cam Green's going to bat in the middle order. Yeah. With the way that with the way that it's all played out with Steve Smith opening. Um because as as I said before, if Steve Smith puts his hand up to open, well why would you not allow that or give it to, to dabble in because they wanted to get Cam Green. And I think if Cam Green was going to open, I would have been like, well, I'm a little bit unsure of what that means for, for Cam Bancroft. Um, Marcus Harris just hasn't scored any runs, of, enough runs to, to push his case. And uh, Matt Renshaw, as you said, is in the test squad, will be in the test squad and has the flexibility to bat anywhere in the order in case things go awry. But um, yeah, I think it's a long road back now for, for Cam Bancroft. But... Who knows how long Usman Khawaja is going to bat for? Who knows how long Steve Smith yeah, going to bat for? This is not a, a long-term he-will-never-play-again mm. thing. And let's get one thing straight, right? 
scoring runs or taking wickets in the Sheffield Shield does not owe you a position for Australia. It's your job. You should be scoring runs at domestic level to push your case. Yeah. Cameron Bancroft, Matt Renshaw, every one of these guys, Marcus Harris, need to just keep doing it because Usman Khawaja is the perfect example. When a spot does come up and your name is top of the list, you just got to be ready to go. So uh, Usman Khawaja is what, 37? Mm. There's no way he's going to play till he's Tom Brady age. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like just get ready. Be how, ready. How tough uh, – you went through it too, right? Y- yep. You were taking wickets after wickets and then probably won't get in the chances in the Australian side that you would have liked to have, uh, have got. How difficult is it to stay motivated or, or what is the, the conversation like with, with the higher-ups um, to try and, and, and keep you on course? Yeah, it's hard, but I think once you flip your mindset, I was also nowhere near the caliber of player that, yeah, I mean, these guys that are playing right now yeah. are the ones that replace me. Yeah. So Hazelwood, Stark, Pattinson and Cummins, mm. um, you know, so you can hardly begrudge yeah. selectors and, and the team for going that way. And I was certainly nowhere near the caliber of player that they are. Um, but finding the enjoyment out of playing well, winning comps and, you know, doing well, as a team at domestic level is honestly what drives success and having yourself ready to go at the next level. And Cameron Bancroft, let me be clear on this. I'm not saying that he is not the right person, shouldn't do it. I think he's done a huge body of work. Marcus Harris has done the same over in county cricket. Matt Renshaw's done very well batting in different positions. And there's a few others that I think can be in the mix in the coming years as well. But in this moment, if Steve Smith wants to open and thinks that that will be a great result for Australia, the coaching staff and the selectors do too. I mean, Cameron Green is the perfect man to come in mm. in the middle order. And the other thing that comes with this is Mitch Marsh, whilst he has played every game since he returned in the Ashes, he's a day-by-day prospect in terms of his body. And I'm touching wood and hoping that, my God, I'm enjoying that guy You know, watching him play. Mm. But if he ever has to miss a game, Cameron Green already being a fixture in the team, they can play that off each other and make sure that we always have a healthy all-rounder Yeah, because it's so crucial to our team makeup. Anyway, we've got so much to talk about with cricket. Let's let's touch on that in a little while. But tell us your thoughts on the Suncorp open line, one 1170 Have Australia got it right? Steve Smith at the top of the order. I, let's Let's park that for the moment. Let's talk Big Bash. Last night, oh, last night was one of those games where the Hobart Hurricanes have been there or thereabouts in terms of their success, but particularly when you look at their list, Mick, I don't know how much Big Bash you've been watching, but as far as what they have on paper, incredible numbers. Uh, you know, their capacity is huge, but 165 for seven, and they were gone from the start. Mm. They lost their wickets in the power play, and Jamie Overton took two wickets in in one over. Ben McDermott was the saviour, 95 not out from 61 balls, uh, but the Adelaide strikers far too good and 168 for five. They did it in the 19th over, but honestly, it, it could have been done in 16 overs. They look like they were cruising and Alex Carey, the big dogs are back this week, uh, the Aussies, and, and he looked really good. And, and in my opinion, should be in the frame to replace David Warner at the top of the order in the ODI list, regardless of whether he's wicketkeeping or not. Well, there hasn't been a lot of debate around that, has there? Who, who do you see as slotting in to, towards the top there? You, 
aside from who, who are the other potentials to replace David Warner in, in the 50 over game? Well, we just won a World Cup and it was a really good formula they had. Travis Head is a fixture. He will stay there. Um, Mitch Marsh did it a little bit, but I think he's our long-term number three in white ball cricket. I think it's Matt Short and he deserves it. On the back, of he played in the game last night, 45 off 32 balls. I think he has got the body of work, player of the tournament in the BBL, regularly just putting up numbers and now doing really well around the world in the IPLs, things like that. Uh, so I think he's the name at the top of the queue. Um, but there's a few others that are in the mix. And Alex Carey, I think, falls into that Matthew Wade character mm. uh, sort of category where his best in white ball cricket is phenomenal. And if he's being overlooked for Josh Inglis as the wicketkeeper, uh, I wonder if he is still being considered at the top of the order, but he should absolutely be in the frame. And the reports yesterday looks like Lance Morris will, will get a game in yeah. in, in um, the the fifty over um, setup, which would be interesting. I haven't seen a lot of him. You would have seen a, a fair bit of him. What can we expect to see if he if he takes on uh, if if he makes his uh, ODI debut? Speaking from experience, when I had a bat in my hand at the other <laughs> end, you can expect to see some blokes jumping around because yeah. it is not fun facing him. He's such a quietly spoken guy. You know, he's, he's very smiley and happy, uh, but my word, does he fire him down? One, like we're talking 150 plus, definitely not the quickest I faced, but he's he's in that category where mm. it's genuine adrenaline running and fear. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. It's not nice facing that. Uh, my, my fastest ever was, I was talking about this the other day because I asked Ricky Ponting and, and Simon Kadich in the com box, you know, what were their, you know, fastest memories. Um, Mine was a weak stretch where I wish I could never have played cricket okay. before. Uh, it was a away game at the Adelaide Oval facing Sean Tate yeah. with a reverse swinging ball. There was genuinely, I faced about eight balls, didn't last long, uh, as I didn't very often with the bat. Um, there was about seven or eight balls that I didn't see. Genuinely yeah. did not. Not that I, oh, that was a good ball. No, didn't see it. Was that a, what, one day or a T20 Sheffield or a Shield game? Match. Yeah. Yeah, and reverse swing. And then we go to the Wacker and play against Mitchell Johnson. Mm. So that was not a nice week. Um, certainly wasn't putting my hand up to be a night watcher or anything like that. Uh, but anyway, that's an interesting one as well. Who's going to replace Davey Warner at, at the top of the order? Speaking of Warner, what about this? Yeah. Friday. It's a super smash, uh, the Sydney smash uh, at the SCG. Thunder versus the Sixers. Steve Smith, Davey Warner on deck, which is going to be unreal. But Davey Warner's brother's getting married. Mm. Allianz Stadium is likely to be used as a helipad for David Warner on Friday afternoon as he attempts to dash from his brother brother's wedding in the Hunter to make it in time to play for the Thunder in the Big Bash at the SCG. So, how does it work in in, in cricket, right? Because there's there's a chance he doesn't make it, right? Not as in yeah. he, he's late. We hope yeah. he makes it. But in, in terms of, of, of running, you're talking safety reasons. Let's hope the the heli, yeah, the helipad's like there. In the NRL, you got to name your team an hour before kickoff. Yeah. All right. Team list in. What's the parameters here for for cricket? Will mm. they hold a spot for? Can they hold a spot just in case? Or what, what, how does it work? You do need to name your team. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have a team list that changes hands at the toss. Yeah. Or the bat flip, as they call mm. it in the BBL. So I. The the answer is they'll have to be making a call, but I, I'm assuming that they're going to be having this happening, you know, well in advance of that. They'll know he's at least in transit. Yeah. 
Uh, they'll, it, maybe this is the stuff that happens in fourth grade shires where you likely, you win the toss and you choose to bowl because you know you're opening batters <laughs> at a wedding. He's had a few beers and he's coming late. Uh, Could you imagine? Uh, seriously. Uh, uh, Davey's, uh, I mean, maybe he will have a few beers before he gets to the ground. Yeah, uh, no. e- either way, great to see all the legends uh, in the Aussie team fronting up in the Big Bash. Breakfast is powered by Kubota for over 40 years of being making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. We're here for Brighton's lawyers unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's lawyers. Great news this morning, Mick. We've got lots coming through on the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736. And not all hosing us, which is great. <laughs> no, <laughs> There's not, some productivity not yet, there. Not yet. This is from Matt. Copes, all this opener talk is hiding the fact that Josh Inglis is such a better package than Alex Kerr in all formats. What do you think about him in the test arena? Yeah, I've seen him play a lot of Sheffield Shield cricket um, for WA over the years, and I think he's very much the product that we all think he can be. Mm. And certainly where this text is going, Matt, that he is the all-around package. He is a very good keeper. Uh, He's got the game and the foundation to be a good test player. I think Alex Carey is and has earned the spot and his keeping in particular has been outstanding, mm. including in the subcontinent where it's very difficult, in England where it can be difficult after the bat with swing. He's been really clinical up to the stumps. Um, and honestly, I think his batting is very, very good at the level as well. Uh, whilst we probably haven't seen the best of it, uh, he looked somewhat back to his best at the MCG at Boxing Day. Um yeah, so I think we're blessed, really, to have someone of the calibre of English that is pushing Alex Carey to be his best self uh, and there, if anything, was to happen. How much pressure was Carey under in the back end of the series? Uh, I think probably more public pressure than there was internal pressure and reality um, of that selection pressure. But we've seen in recent times, had you asked me before the World Cup, was there a chance that English mm. would replace him mid, mid-series mid and go on and play arguably one of the most important batting innings of the entire tournament in the semi-final, I would have laughed at you. Yeah. Not because Inglis isn't good. I think he's an incredible player. But you, you throw in Josh Philippi and, and numerous others uh, around the place, and, and we've got a lot of keeping talent. It's great. Another question around Alex Carey from Daniel. It won't happen, but what if Alex Carey opens for test matches whenever the Aussies bat first? It's a different way of thinking from Daniel. Yeah, look, I don't think it will happen given the amount of talk about Marnus, Cameron Green and Steve Smith as potential options opening the batting. Uh, I think Kerry would be probably seventh on the list and that's where he bats. <laughs> yeah, But uh, he's also you know, very capable. Um, but I think he needs to be that, uh, as we've seen so often from Alex Kerry in white ball cricket, the chameleon sort of guy batting at seven that he's very good at batting with the tail. He understands run chases very well. Um, if it's needing to absorb pressure or lift the gear, he's very good at doing that. I think it's going it, to – the middle order is really interesting now in, in this test side when you go from head, green, marsh, carry. So carry's role is going to come mm. even more in, important for the long-term look of, of that batting lineup. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's one of those things where there's no perfect scenario, but I think the, the great thing that – Australia have found in Travis Head and Mitch Marsh playing with such freedom is that it takes the pressure off everyone else. Mm. You know, your scoring rate, you don't have to think about it. If you're struggling, Steve Smith batted 
something like 100 balls before he hit a boundary yeah. in Melbourne. But he was batting with Mitch Marsh, so the tempo of the game was fine. So I think it, that's the other thing that people should remember when talking about Mitch Marsh and Travis Head's numbers. They might get out playing what most people call rash shots every now and then, but the stuff they bring to the tempo of the team without going full basball mm. is, is so good. So good. From the green, keeping Rooster Morning, Michael and Trent. Moving Smith from four to opener, who has scored two fifties in 13 innings, just doesn't make sense. Yeah, Smith has been great for Australia, but he isn't the Smith of 2019. What he, do you think about that? Well, he's, he's not going to be the Smith of 2019, is he? <laughs> I don't think that's possible. That's not, yeah, it's, it, it's impossible, but. Yeah, if, I, I just, my gut feel is he is potentially the greatest player that we've produced since Don Bradman. Mm. And if he thinks that he's capable of doing it, my own personal opinion is that his technique is definitely capable of doing yep. it. And largely, you know, we, I saw yesterday and I was trying to figure out exactly where I saw it, but maybe in the papers and it was definitely on social media. When Smith was batting at three during his test career, when he's come in and batted inside the first two overs of an innings of a test match, he averages over 100. Yeah, wow. So we won't see Smith of 2019, and we probably won't see him average 100. <laughs> probably. But, but <laughs> yeah. is that in the realms of possibility? I mean... Was he reluctant to bat at three? No. No? He, he wants he, to bat whenever he can, as much as he can. And we got a text come in yesterday about he and Marnus when they get out, uh, almost looking like a petulant oh, child. Yeah, it is a, it's getting a little bit annoying. It is, it, you know, as a viewer, you watch it, it's mm. annoying. But just letting you in on the on the mindset, it's like those kids in the backyard, they get out and they're like, no, <laughs> yeah. one more, I want to keep batting. Yeah. You know, that's genuinely the mindset. And and even when Smith playing misses, it, it's not, well, sometimes he nods and says, well, bold, but yeah. he, it's more just like how uh, that had to have done something off the pitch. Yeah. Unbelievable for yeah. me to miss that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, it's almost that champion mindset. So uh, there's plenty to talk about. Thank you for your texts. Keep them flying in. And of course, on the Suncorp open line, one 1170 Tell us who you would have picked. Well, tell us what you think about Cameron Bancroft uh, and Marcus Harris potentially being left out of the equation when that team gets named at 11 a.m. Sydney time today.